The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But we got what it takes for the cycle to break. Revolution lives in me. Welcome to the Untamed and Unashamed podcast. This is a place where together we can navigate through life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster, celebrating our bravery in all of it. Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce and I'm so thankful that you're here. So if you haven't already checked it out, my website is live, jade-bryce.com. You can sign up for my newsletter, Pleasure Ponderings. You can learn more about my story. You can sign up for my Healing the Father Wound Masterclass. It's happening on January 25th. You can sign up for my women's program and you can just see all the ways that you can work with me. You can also see like the top 10 uh, ranked podcast episodes if you want to like look at that little version of the library and I'd be stoked to hear your thoughts and then also if you haven't checked out my episode of Layla Martin that was about mm, three weeks ago please check it out it's so amazing she's been my teacher for over a year now and we dive into all things tantra and how that looks in love sex and relationships I just Last week, completed her 650-hour training, and I'm so excited. And if you, gosh, so even without the certification, my life was transformed by all of the tools that I learned that I now have in my tool belt for soothing my nervous system and for invoking self-love, all of the things. And if you're interested, you can look at the link in the show notes I, all you're doing is if you're looking at the image of the podcast, you'll scroll up and you'll see a bunch of show notes and that will take you to find out more about her program, the Vita program. I have not had anything else be more transformative for me. It was incredible. It was well worth the investment of time and money. And if you use my link, I will get a a little percentage. I'm so thankful that she's being generous in that way. And I'm also only promoting it because it has changed my life. All right. Lastly, I have one little ask, one more ask. If you would leave a review, this would do wonders for the show. I think I've mentioned that this show has like quadrupled in listeners, but the reviews have stayed the same. So if every new listener could go leave a review, it would mean so much. It truly cheers. Like it it makes my day when I see a new review because I'm just like, ah, 
they're listening. They like it. <laughs> and I put so much time and effort into this podcast episode, into all of these episodes and finding these guests. And it just, it means a lot to me to know that you guys are enjoying it. All right. Our guest today is a warrior goddess on pleasure, power, and orgasm as medicine, who is returning women to epic womanhood. She is a lifelong athlete who has competed in college basketball and in elite CrossFit levels. She is a womb medicine practitioner who has voraciously studied women's health, pelvic vitality, and sexuality over the past five years. She has worked with hundreds of women reconnecting them to the truth of their wombs. Her work takes us on a journey that encompasses vulnerability, authenticity, pelvic health, the distorted feminine, wild and radical personal responsibility, healing trauma, sexual sovereignty, embodying tenderness and curiosity towards self. It's all the goodies in her work, and I'm so excited to dive into it with her today. Please help me welcome Emily Abbott to Untamed and Unashamed. Hi. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, as I was preparing for this, I was just like reading through all of your social posts, your posts on Instagram, and it felt like my insides were just like jumping up and down because I just loved everything that you were posting and all of your captions are so beautiful and so resonant. So I'm super excited to, to dive into all of the topics. Oh, absolutely. And I have a few questions to ask you because I was reading through your posts and like, oh. <laughs> what, like how you've reclaimed yourself. And I think it's such, such a beautiful example of two different sides of like sexuality and mm. like coming into like the wholeness of it. Um, so I, you're such an incredible embodiment of that. Thank you. Thank you so mm. much. It means so much to hear, especially um, a lot of my social media is back from my playboy and mixed martial arts days. And so mm. most of it is men. And so I'm posting all of these things that are mostly about women uh, reclaiming their sexuality. And while it, it definitely applies to men, um, it's really beautiful to just like hear from a woman that, that sees it, her, uh, her take on it. So thank you. Absolutely. And yeah, I think it is so important for men to see that and to like yeah. discern, see the difference. So yeah, keep yeah. doing what you're doing, girl. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> my, my hopes is that like uh, the women who are following me, it'll resonate, they'll share it, and then more female followers will come in as well. Because I don't want to like send the men away, but I just want to bring in more women. So totally. Yeah. Well, they all have girlfriends. Well, yeah, yeah. Do, you know, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'd love to start with your heroine's journey. You had um, mm. from from what I've known of your story myself, you've had a bit of a like breakdown of identity that led to a beautiful breakthrough. So I'd love for you to walk us through that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I was, um, an athlete all of my life. Um, you know, I, in ba uh, college, I played basketball and then when I finished that, I fell into the realms of CrossFit and, uh, quickly rose to like the top of that world and was competing and, you know, traveling all over the world and, you know, having sponsors. It was so much fun mm. um, until it wasn't because um, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing um, and really going after achievement, um, going after accolades. And but all the while still had this very like undercurrent of guilt and shame and not enoughness uh, mm. running through me. And uh, it all came to a head when I fell into a relationship that uh, was definitely the 
cataclysmic relationship I needed to um, burn off or I guess reintegrate all the parts of myself I had turned down for a really long time. Mm. And that ended up being in a uh, failed drug test after I won like this amazing competition in CrossFit um, and getting kicked out even after I hired lawyers to try to prove my innocence. I had worked really hard for five years and for this to all just go away on, you know, performance enhancing drugs that my partner at the time was taking sublingually um, because he was very much in his own pain and his not enoughness. Um, And so that was a really painful episode of where I started to see the edges of my own pain cycles Mm -hmm. and realized like, oh man, I can't live like this anymore. And I, the only option I had at that point um, was to turn inward. And um, because everything I had built just Mm -hmm. came crashing down. And I traveled around the world. I was introduced to ayahuasca. um, And then that really showed me all the work that I needed to start doing on myself. And I kept hanging on by like probably a pinky edge of to this relationship that I, you know, I just did not want to let go of because it meant more pain, um, Mm -hmm. even though staying in the relationship was so painful because I could emotionally endure just like I could physically endure. Mm -hmm. And once that was I was finally released from that, um, I was so free to rebuild my life from a place of integrity. And that really began at the crux of all of it, really the fountainhead of all of it, which is my sexual energy. And Mm -hmm. I had been running from that or using that in a way that was unconscious and uh, from a place of like scarcity and um, lack and maybe Uh, actually not even claiming how much I wanted to have more sex and be like express my sexuality more um and it just like yeah I I could see the edges of how I was using the manipulations of my personality in order to get the specific feeling and this rebuilding was me reclaiming all of my sexual energy and deciding where I wanted to channel it yeah Um, and yeah, so that was my heroine's journey. Yeah. And it's interesting because you put a question in like, what would you, what would you tell your younger self as you like hugged her? And yeah. honestly, I would say you need to go through these painful initiations in order to become this woman you are now. Um, like you have to walk through those fires because you see these edges of your pain cycle. Mm-hmm. And Pain may be the way out, but then you learn that pleasure is your birthright. And so it put me back into the throne of my life, into reclaiming, remembering my sovereignty. And yeah, so that's what I would tell my younger self. Like, you got to walk through those those fires, baby, and I'll see you on the other side. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure so many people listening now can just think that that applies to their last year, that you know, you have to go through the initiations and, and just remembering that, yeah, pleasure is your birthright. Cause so much of us are disconnected from our pleasure because it feels like something that we're not worthy of. And so mm-hmm. such a powerful message. So I'm curious when it comes to you meeting this place of yourself, um, where you have these realizations about your sexuality, was that, um, 
was that ayahuasca that brought those realizations to you? Because I know that, um, you shared in the past about ayahuasca opening up your commitment to your pussy. And so I'd love for you to share, like, what was it that brought you, what was it that brought the awareness that, um, this was so linked to your sexuality? I feel that if you follow your trauma long enough, it's going to lead to your sexuality and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I feel also that if you follow your spirituality long enough, it's going to lead to your sexuality and it's the highest form of spirituality as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just curious what it was that actually, um, brought that into your awareness. And then, yeah, if you'd like to share that ayahuasca ceremony experience. Sure. Um, I love how you framed that because I was actually just talking to one of my teachers today and like how, you know, maybe in our current narrative, especially when you start getting into the spiritual path, there's almost like this, always this turn turning towards like the darkness or the trauma. And it's like, and going into your pain and it's like, well, yeah, but if you start focusing on that, it's like tugging you down deeper Mm -hmm. down and like, ultimately, yes, you're right. You will get to the same place, but like, it also can be just an acknowledgement and then a movement forwards, like towards divinity, towards God, source, goddess, whatever you want to call it. So I loved how you framed that because all paths lead to <laughs> the, you know, basically the origin stories of our cosmos and which, what is that? It's sexual energy. And um, so I love, yeah, I love that frame. Um, but for me, actually it began, I, um, I had an abortion with that past partner mm-hmm. and um you know, I, I knew that I did not want to have that baby. And like, again, I had, didn't even have understanding about like when I'm fertile or any of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I remember, and I've talked talk about this on other podcasts, but like I, my partner touched me and I was just like, I couldn't feel it. Like I was literally from here up, like I was so numb and this was when I was still in CrossFit. So I was like, okay, if I can like learn how to do all these CrossFit things, like, and shoot a basketball, like a nice three point shot, like I can learn how to read, like feel my body again. And so I started, you know, just researching things about my womb space and like reading up on, you know, aftercare after um, an experience like an abortion, because it is such a hit to the body. Mm -hmm. Um, And it became this like transformational process for me of like kind of, okay. I did. I remember doing my first meditation on my womb space and I was like, ugh, yuck. This sucks. I don't want to be here. But then all the CrossFit stuff happened. And then I was in India, like just sitting there being like, what do I do? And like, that's when all like the feels start to come in because I had never given myself space to like actually feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always had to do the next thing, you know, what's next syndrome. Um, so that really was the doorway in that wound was the doorway into my feminine. That was the beginning. And then after India, I was invited on this trip in Peru and I was like, okay, well, obviously universe is pulling me towards Peru for a reason. And so, yeah, I sought out, um, uh, an ayahuasca practitioner and, um, dove in and, um, I really screamed the women's screams. Like I, I felt that in my body. Um, I was clearing out, not even clearing out, recognizing my lineage and like the generations of disconnect uh, in my maternal line and probably my paternal line as well. Mm-hmm. And um, let my body actually experience the pain of like not ever being connected to my sexuality and 
maybe I didn't know that at the time, but it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then basically ayahuasca showed me that whatever doorway, all these doorways would begin to open for me if I returned to this well of self-compassion and self-love within me. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, all right, I have, I got work to do. So I began, you know, really actually seeking people who could help me on this journey. And cause I couldn't do this alone anymore. I was just always like, you know, I, I trained alone. I worked hard alone. Um, like, yeah, I had like coaches and stuff, but we never really got to the deeper things that I knew were within me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I was ready for that. And, um, I committed, I devoted my life to a reading up on everything I could about pussy and learning everything I could about the womb space and just devouring this. Cause it's like, Oh my God, there's so much I don't know here. And to or be really, uh, diving into all these parts of myself that I had denied or turned down for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that led me to going in, like I'm finishing up my doctorate in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And, um, but I'm really in service to women's pelvic health and sexuality and embodiment and reconnecting women in to the women's mm-hmm. space. Yeah. yeah. So that Beautiful. I wouldn't say like ayahuasca is like it's a cure-all. It literally just shows you like, okay, you need to go work on this or you need to integrate that. And yeah. I like the way that Jamie Wheel puts it. I think it's Jamie Wheel. Um mm-hmm. where it, I mean it might be Joe Dispenza, I can't remember, but it, it it's like ayahuasca is like you get up to this like the top of this tower. And then you can at least see where you need to go. Like you can Mm. like look at the area around you. And then when you're no longer on the medicine, you're down from the tower, but you, you have some direction, like, you know, a bit more about your surroundings and like, yeah. So that really resonated for me because, um, yeah, I just get so much more clarity about, uh, what I'm being called to and and what direction Mm. I'm taking every time I, I sit with the mother. So you, you brought up, um, you know, being passionate about women's pelvic health. So I'd love to dive into using pelvic self-release for physical and emotional healing. Uh, you brought up also that in your ayahuasca ceremony, you, you kind of came to a place of, of looking at all of the trauma in your maternal lineage. And, and, um, I think you said you were purging it or, or you were, um, Yeah. So there was, I remember my very first cervical, um, I I mean, I'll say orgasm, but it felt so much more than that. Um, instead of, you know, making orgasmic sounds, it was like all these sounds of different women were coming out of me. And it was like, it felt very, maybe past life is like, but very, very ancestral and maybe even some collective, but it was like, it was, it was so crazy to like lay there and feel different women's hear different women's sounds coming out of me. And it was just like going and going and going. Um, and it's interesting because there was so many different layers of emotions while having pleasure in the midst of it as well. It was so interesting. So yeah, I'd love to hear about, um, hear you, you know, talk about using pelvic self-release for physical and emotional healing. And then, um, I know that, um, 
we have a mutual client that uh, did a yoni massage with you. And so I'd love to hear about that as well, because um, at a Layla Martin tantric retreat that I went to last summer, I gave and received a uh, yoni massage for the first time. And then um, I'm just starting to offer those as services. So yeah, I'd love to hear (laughs) about all of this. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. So I I knew that, you know, I was like kind of integrating from like that year travel or it was about four months of travel and then like this year of really uh, painful transformations in my life, but necessary uh, nonetheless. And I began going just asking people I knew, like searching online for pelvic health women and like a holistic mm-hmm. approach to that. And I, I stumbled across holistic pelvic care, pelvic care that Tammy Lynn Kent was offering at the time. I don't think she is any longer, but I went to that and started receiving like all like a whole weekend of um, vaginal massage. And it was from this very spiritual, emotional aspect, like what's mm-hmm. there, the left side, the right side, you know, what's mapping the yoni and um I mean it was I was like okay yeah this is it this is my my jam and I can even remember too doing a holotropic like breath work thing and unwinding like I felt my womb unwinding and releasing just from breath like all of these I don't so a heaviness that I can't describe like it was mm-hmm. such a wild experience like all this pain was leaving and I was like okay so there's like obviously I'm like connecting back into something very deep here and uh it just keep, kept giving me all these threads like and that's what I tell my clients like the feminine just keeps pulling me deeper and deeper and deeper just when you think you're like oh yeah I think I know what is, this is about then it's just like mind-blowing like mind-bending paradigm shifting yeah. experiences with her um, whether that is sexually, whether that is emotionally or spiritually, whether that's with communing with the divine. Um, and so then I just kept going. I was like, okay, if I want to do this work, I want to like enter into this work with like a really good background of knowledge of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence why I entered into um, acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And um, then I began to receive other trainings um, in this modality uh which is outside of the allopathic system it's very much yeah you know the maybe it's a blend of tantra but then also a blend of like really understanding the ligaments and the muscles and the fluidity of the pelvic bowl and how to really how what she needs how she needs to be supported in order to come back into proper alignment or Mm -hmm. um in order to heal specific things that are going on from interstitial cystitis to um you know uh, painful periods or having a tilted uterus or painful sex or vaginismus or uh, atrophic vaginitis right like all of these things that the medical system really doesn't have a handle on because they don't understand the reverence and the power in a woman's body nor does most like most women don't understand that mm-hmm. um so if I really wanted, and I guess for me, like if I really get at the base of it, I was not content with how womanhood was presented in our society. And mm-hmm. I, I realized I wasn't content with that for a very long time. Hence why I entered into a lot of like masculine realms like sport. That's where I could get like, I could feel power. I could feel influence. I could feel mm-hmm. freedom. Mm-hmm. Like stepping onto a basketball court and just like expressing myself. Amazing. Right. Yeah. And but all 
modern trappings of femininity like made me so depressed Mm -hmm. and so I really started to get into this work and I was like oh wow through my own relationship with my sexuality and through my own using my own hands to massage and to release and to open up my tissue I'm reclaiming what it means to be a woman and it's actually the most epic fucking thing to be born a woman in this time Mm -hmm. and we need all women and that's why I love like women like yourself who are coming really trying to bring women back to themselves and realize you don't have to turn down any parts of yourself like all that can be turned up um you can be fully expressed you can be fully integrated and you can do this you can move your sexual energy and channel your sexual energy with such integrity Mm-hmm. for that grandest the highest vision the potential of your life why you're put here on this earth mm-hmm. and um so that's what I teach is like it yes there's spiritual and emotional elements to sexuality but for me I'm such a physical person getting down to learning how to massage my own pussy and mm-hmm. how to release fascia and how to rehydrate tissue was really the sauce for me where then I could then began to expand and to elevate. I got into my matter and began to unwind um, maybe my spirit or my soul that had been starting to get wound up and hardened in that place. Yeah. It was really a, a freeing sensation. And that, you know, that's not even to talk about the actual physiological and physical structural um, components or benefits of this work. Mm-hmm. Um, like you'll experience more pleasure because blood flow can finally start hydrating those tissues but yeah the like emotional spiritual elevation of just connecting with this space and living life from this space from the majesty of your pelvis is the gift of being a woman yeah and yeah we need more women to come back to that space Mm -hmm. again and again and again yeah I mean I grew up not wanting to be a girl really at all and now I mean I've just turned 38 but and I love being a woman. And I, in my twenties, it was kind of like indifference. Like it was like, this is, I'm just gonna make the best of it. But in my thirties, it's like, I really, I genuinely love being a woman and I love to worship other women. Um, yeah. I love to do yoni worship and, and honestly just genital worship. It's it, I feel like that can be so yes. fun, um, as a session. Yeah. itself. That's one of my passions. So I'm curious, like for a woman listening, um, I have multiple friends that like just recently got their first yoni massage and they're all of them are like, oh my God, you you know, like they, they can't even put it into words. But but yeah. for those who are listening and they haven't experienced this and they are curious, but there's a little bit too much mystery, like maybe can you give them a little bit of what they would expect? Like um, if they would expect um, penetration, if there would be wands, gloves, uh, pressure, like pressure points, like basically what would happen in a yoni massage if they're feeling like, man, I really want to experience that, but there's, there's just a little bit too much mystery for me. Totally. And I would also say like, there's, there's going to be mystery. Yeah. Yeah. There, let's retain some of the mystery. Um, <laughs> but I would say to like most women, if this like immediately just makes you feel like squirmy and gross, <clears throat> that's totally normal. Like totally, totally normal. It took me some time to just start gazing, you know, looking at my yoni in the mirror and not being disgusted by it before I could then make that next step. So like, it takes time to unwind all of our conditioning. And um, I think oftentimes too, especially when you're someone who's very hard driven, like myself, um, 
you ne- you kind of want to push past these things really fast. But the feminine doesn't work like that. She doesn't work in um, like your agenda or like the egos need to figure this all out. Mm-hmm. This is really about surrendering into and being in love with what's alive in you right now. Mm-hmm. And so that squirminess or like maybe that um, aversion you're feeling, yeah, that's where your boundary is right now. And that's totally okay. Um, by honoring, most women don't know how to honor their no. And, but by honoring the no, you actually get like quantum leaps in healing because your body wants to naturally thrive and be orgasmic and be full of life. Um, but if you're constantly like pushing, 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 trying to like figure this all out, she, she might shut down too. So honoring where you're at is really, really important. Um, and respecting that. And uh, we live in a culture that is so fast and most sex happens so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even women like using just little uh, vibrators on their clitoris, clitoris. It's just, we're constantly pushing that mm-hmm. fast, that speediness, but actually slowing down um, and being in divine communion with the feminine body is such a beautifully slow process of just feeling, um, understanding sensation, um, mm-hmm. understanding what's alive in your body, right? To actually feel. And um, so I guess, how do I want to speak about, I mean, every yoni massage person you go to is going to be different. And, and there's lots of different lineage. Um, and there's lots of different ways of approaching it. There's more of like a tantric style. There's more of like just therapeutic touch style. Um, it really depends on the woman and where she's at on her sexual journey. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do say this, like, uh, I, I feel pleasure should be at the forefront of every woman's health issue conversation. Because if she's having issues, she's not having pleasure. And how long has she not been having pleasure? And how long has that disconnection gone back to? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need to start. What I really help women do is like inviting in new sensation to their body Mm -hmm. and realizing that they don't have to live in pain or numbness um, Mm -hmm. within my own touch. So it's really, it's my touch, the woman's awareness and the portal of the womb. And yeah, we go in, we go in deep together, um, but also it's intuitively respecting exactly where she's at. So I'm, I know I'm retaining some mystery to that, but um, I think it's important that you go to a practitioner that really understands how to like feel into the body and uh, is someone who's connected uh, into the highest integrity of this work and you, you know because it is it's such a sensitive space and yeah there's so much energy in the room and mm-hmm. I can't believe sometimes I can't even believe I'm talking like this because like five years ago I would have been like what yes. are you talking about yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so um but yes uh there are you know um there's castor oil there's yoni oil there's mm-hmm. lots of love there's lots of reverence there's slowness um, and and there's communication the whole time, um, which I've had a lot of women um, talk to me after. They're like, I've never known that touch in this space could be so slow and so intentional. Mm. 
And I think like that speaks volumes to me because most women don't have that experience. Right. Mm -hmm. Or even like the check-in during the experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or having the voice activation during the experience of saying, "Mm, like, that doesn't feel good. Let's move this way. Or like, this is what I, I desire right now. Like, yeah, that's a no for me. Or can we, can we slow down? Like, can we just pause? Most like, I really, what if, I think that yoni massage is really teaching women how to voice in the moment as they feel. Mm-hmm. So many women, like it's incredibly challenging for them to A, know what's alive in them, but B, to be able to speak that to a partner, like mm-hmm. is really challenging for women. So that's mm-hmm. why it's always come back to self, come back to womb. This is where your truth is. And I was just in a session with a woman the past two days and her, when her womb moved back into place, it, her face changed. And like, this is what alignment feels like. And most women, their wombs are not in alignment. They're tilted, Mm -hmm. they're antiverted, they're retroverted. Mm -hmm. And when you can create, prepare the body and prepare the womb, like she naturally, like I said, wants to be back in her alignment. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, like I have, like, I'm still kind of on a high from, not kind of, I am on a high from that experience because like she finally knows like alignment is a feeling. It's sensorial. It's not just like the concept anymore. Like, oh, this is aligned. Like, am I aligned right now? It's like, no, womb, heart, crown, it's aligned. And to give, like, to be with that woman to, like, facilitate that gift is, Mm. that's the sauce for me. Yeah. Because I remember when mine went back, like, when my womb went back into place, and it's just like, and during, and then having deep, deep pleasure where you feel almost like your round ligaments lifting and, like, you just feel this sense of alignment and that's why deeper pleasure is so necessary. Like, like for you, Jade, like when you have that cervical orgasm, it's like your whole paradigm has shifted. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know that there's a different purpose for your body on this earth and like what you're meant to do. It's life-changing, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if we had like half the population I know. understanding, connecting to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I never knew, uh, about the womb, uh, being out of alignment. And I've had two C-sections where I was like back on my feet pretty much as soon as I got home, I had to hit the ground running. And, um, it makes me wonder because I, I've always had, um, like I thought it was diastasis recti, but it's not. I've always had kind of like a leaning forward. I always felt like my organs didn't get put back in place or something. And I thought maybe it's because I was just back on my feet so quickly that like they fell forward. But yeah, that makes me wonder if maybe my womb is like moved forward. Um, and I had no clue that you could actually like move the womb back into alignment physically. Yeah, you can. That's incredible. Yes. Yes. I'm going to have to come see you. (laughs) Please. I would be so honored. And um, it's like, yeah, I just think this is the type of care that every woman deserves. Every woman deserves to be seen in this way and to be held in this way. And once a woman does experience it, and I know it, it takes time to get there. So I often run like 
either a course or like my containers and then like invite this to come about like in-person work um or when I know a woman that's ready for it but um yeah it's just like the womb is like we have to remember it's suspended with all these ligaments and so that are attached to then your bone and then so that shifts all the time throughout your lifetime with kids with falls um with you know maybe exercising vigorously while you're on your period or doing heavy lifting like this is the kind of work like we need a woman doing these kinds of things like working on women in this way like all over the world like we need lots of them because just to be tended to in this way is so nourishing for like I'm sure all your friends are talking about it's just like it's a relief and we're not receiving that in the allopathic world like um often I get women who come to me and we're like working through the pain or like um maybe healing the pain of like gynecological visits or like painful procedures or sometimes c-sections or you know because it is it's just like yeah they just they don't view that the womb in the same way understand like i understand where they're coming from but we just need to change start bridging that yeah and yeah so i'm definitely gonna come see you that's super super exciting to, to gain that knowledge and you also mentioned how it changes the face and i know that like using jade egg and like just toning the pelvic floor, like it tones the face. So um, it's really cool to think about that when it comes to the womb as well. It's no secret that shame free sex and pleasure are powerful avenues to deeper connections and an overall sense of well being. and accessible expertly designed toys can play a big part in getting you there and making you feel more alive. Dame is leading a sexual wellness revolution as a women-powered resource for game-changing pleasure products and supportive content. Started by a sex educator and an engineering whiz, Dame develops her products based on research and feedback from people like you. They're making better sexual experiences and more pleasure available to all. Dame's easy-to-use toys and accessories are made with body-safe, doctor-approved materials and smart design principles, and they've earned glowing praise from the New York Times, the Today Show, and many more, including me. Whether you're looking to shake things up with your partner or upgrade your self-care routine, they've got something for every nightstand. Even better, Dame offers three-year warranties and hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. And I will guarantee you satisfaction because I use their products myself. They're amazing. My favorite one is their suction toy. I call it the clit sucker, but it's uh, spelled A-E-R. It's called air. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. It creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris. So you can go all the way right away. Guys, I have like eight to 10 orgasms almost every time I use it. I use it during sex and in my own pleasure practice. You will not be disappointed. They're also sending me a bunch of their other products. So I'll keep you updated. But as of right now, this one's my favorite and I highly recommend it. Go to dameproducts.com and use code Jade today for 15% off your order with Dame. Now on with the show. So I'd love to, we're talking about the cervix as well. Um, I think with that, uh, in your work, 
you do cervical dearmoring. So I'd love to discuss the connection of the cervix and the heart. And um, I know you've talked about in the past, like the vagus nerve connection as well. So whichever direction you want to go first. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, the cervix, um, she's so beautiful and she's so mystical and she really is the gatekeeper to the great mystery, right? Like Mm -hmm. what's beyond. She decides what comes in and what uh, comes out in terms of your creation Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of what you'd like to take on. So, um, but I guess from a um, biomedical standpoint, standpoint there is a lot more studies now coming out um about the cervix which Mm -hmm. in like the master's days like 1950s they were like oh there's like the cervix isn't sensate like there's no feeling here um but then Barry Kamasarik and um Beverly Whipple started studying like women who were um quadriplegics and they were still experiencing orgasm. So it's like, okay, there's still something there. And so, um, yeah, through my, through my studies and, um, different teachings, uh, I, you know, they're, they are discovering that there is this pathway between like, uh, from all the way down to the vagus nerve and it somehow also bypasses any kind of like spinal damage. Um, so the cervix can become sensate and it's really interesting because in Chinese medicine, they, they talk about something called the Chong Mai and it's like this central vessel, it's called a penetrating vessel. And it comes, it moves down through your core all the way down through your heart and into your uterus. Mm-hmm. And so there is some type of energetic pathway there. There's also some kind of actual nerve pathway there. Mm-hmm. And um, when you start connecting with the space, it can feel really gross because most of us have only uh, only relate to our cervix and the fact that like, okay, uh, a baby comes out there, um, a medical professional puts an IUD there or that's where I get like a pap smear. It's like, mm-hmm. or it gets hit during sex and it's painful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, let's reframe that for sure. Um, and so the cervix is this as you start working with her and massaging her, and this is what I teach like in uh, some of my courses and with clients is that she begins to wake up slowly. Um, and uh, you, you might have to release some stuff like painful stuff, but you might not. It might just be like massaging her and waking her up and she starts to become way more hydrated. Mm-hmm. And it's important for women to connect with the space because one, um, it, it helps you discover when you're fertile, right? Like your signs of fertility, it's soft, like your mouth, then you're fertile. If it's hard, like your nose, you're infertile, right? And mm-hmm. also exploring your cervical mucus. Mm-hmm. Um, but then secondly, when she starts to tilt, like you'll know if your womb's out of position, if she's like pointing to one side of your vaginal wall, pointing to the back, or maybe she's really forward, you start to feel that and you're like, oh, she's kind of like out of place. And I've like, I felt that just like maybe a couple of months ago and with through my like my knowledge of my manual work, I was able to like coax her back into um, a healthy position, which creates, right? Energetically, you're in that Chiang Mai channel. It's like flowing blood in terms of your blood and like the arteries that are going and veins that are going in and out of the womb space. There's flow. So it's really important to understand where your cervix is and how she's positioned. Yeah. Um, and then from a like a sexual standpoint, like I mean the cervix 
you open the heart, you connect to the cervix. You open the cervix, you connect to the heart. They're they're the same, um, <laughs> essentially. And so, really, it, because she's such an an important part of discerning who what she wants to let in energetically, it is so important, like, to have that partner. Um, if you're with a partner, and you know going into a cervical orgasm that won't happen with just like anybody at least in my experience yeah um but yeah but then also to be able to like do that to yourself and feel that energetic flow um and go into a different realm like you were Mm -hmm. in a different realm when you're experiencing that cervical orgasm Mm -hmm. and think about the impact of maybe how you felt a week after that cervical orgasm like Mm -hmm you were just on a different plane of existence and like there's a satiation there and there's a calmness, there's a peace. Well, I mean, that to me sounds like rest and digest, like in the parasympathetic, like vagus nervous tone. Right. Um, (laughs) The other thing from that, like think about when they talk about vagal uh, toning your vagus nerve Mm -hmm. while like, that vagus nerve runs all the way up through your throat into your 10th cranial nerve. And like they talk about gargling or humming. Um, and like, I'm going to say this, but it's probably going to be a bit of a shocker, but like I've done like some deep throating experiences like with my partner and it's been. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's like, I feel like it's toning my vagal nerve and like I'm creating this connection or this channel, like mm-hmm. the microcosmic orbit. Um, and it's like wildly energetic and also healing at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like, again, the feminine will always take you deeper. Um, the last thing I'll say about the cervix is that they're really starting to realize um, I was, I'm in like this kind of like studying more like the esoterics behind it but like they do say that the cervix creates torsional force like that of the holographic universe we also live in Mm. and so by connecting to your cervix you're connecting in this energetic channel this unifying point of masculine and feminine within you and from that space you don't have to try like you can literally just be connected to your heart and things in your life just begin to come to you Mm. because there's this unification and this torsional force of a healthy aligned cervix in your body um so I just threw a lot at you (laughs) also beautiful yeah I know um it makes sense though uh you know the deep throating because like in a in a way like so you know, Taoism teaches that like when you're moving, when you're orgasming, it's really important to put your tongue at the roof of your mouth to, mm-hmm. to channel the energy through your, your orbit. And if yeah. you're, if you're giving, um, your partner oral, you're, you're doing the same type of motion with your tongue, but yeah. also it, it mimics, um, 
it mimics breastfeeding as well, you know, that like sucking. And so that connects us too to like that primal, uh, that primal nature to that nourish, you know, like yeah, I think it's like, so much there to, to a blowjob that we don't realize. <laughs> blow, okay. Yeah. Like, like blowjobs are so holy, like so, I so, so holy. I yes. orgasm just giving a blowjob because of how like divine it is for me. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I've actually never been like, felt like I could speak about this, but like, yeah, I've had. Well, like, I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. okay. Here we go. Here we go. Um, yeah, I've had like throat gasms, like, yeah. I, and orgasms from blowjob experiences where they just wouldn't stop. Like yeah. it just like kept going. And again, that's where I'm like the feminine will just take you deeper on these mm-hmm. crazy journeys when you think you mm-hmm. figured it out. And it's like, yeah, it's really coming back to like, especially with a blowjob, like leading from your own pleasure. Like mm-hmm. most women are like, oh, it's an obligation or something like that. And it's like, no, like God. you have a human in front of you with yes, sacred gen- genitals, like you were talking mm-hmm. about and like this beautiful phallus, like there's so much to honor right mm-hmm. here. And like men need that too. They're also, you know, in this paradigm that really forces them to take on specific roles that aren't healthy. And it's like the more that we can break down these like splits within our consciousness and really bring and harmonize them, mm-hmm. like then relationship can become this like catalyst for holy connection, you know? Um, but yeah, that's an aside, but I talking back about like even this, the like the oxytocin pathway that you're developing when you're doing self-touch self-release mm-hmm. and like the oxytocin that you're creating from like you're touching up your breasts and um the maybe the connection with your cervix it's like you're it just continues to build in your body a more self-compassion and lo- love and cuddle for yourself like you don't even need a partner to start this work um but I think that reclamation of sexuality has this potential every time when you visit yourself uh, to become intimate with self mm-hmm. um, is what is intimacy. It's into to me. I see you're mm-hmm. becoming, you're seeing more of yourself through every sexual experience. And mm-hmm. if you choose to um, reclaim it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The- uh, the breast massage specifically for me, um, feels like the most, just one of the most beautiful ways to cultivate self-love, especially it's like the heart area, you know, yes, that's, um, I have a women's program coming up and that's one of the modules that I'm like, so excited for everybody to, Yay. yeah. So you, you brought up pap smears too. And I'm so curious, mm-hmm. um, especially Dr. Nathan is the one that really, um, connected us way back when. So I've talked to him about this as well, but I'm curious to get your thoughts. So modern gynecologists, pelvic exams can feel sometimes abusive, but at the very least, like just not, uh, I, I don't even know what word to call it, but it just, you know, it's bright lights, cold, like jamming in and, um, just no, uh, no slowing down. Like there's no, uh, slowing down that you spoke of. There's no, like the checking in. I haven't had one in over three years because I just, I'm, I 
especially now that I have such a relationship with my Yoni and I've like built such a strong, um, I, I mean, I, I do love my clit sucker, but like everything is very slow for me. And like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay. I I do not judge you one bit. Hell yeah. Clit sucker. (laughs) But like after armoring and like just be developing so much sensitivity, it's like, I didn't like, I can't go back to a gynecologist. And so I'm curious, um, what can we do as a woman when it comes to these yearly exams? Cause I mean, we do, we do need the exam. So what is your suggestion if, if maybe we're in a city where there isn't someone like you or Dr. Nathan? Right. I think that, um, this is such a good topic and one that's actually been like popping up in my field quite a bit. Um, you know, I did read that, um, George Pompadosimus or some guy, some Greek doctor Mm -hmm. invented the pap way back in the forties. And since that time, um, you know, cervical cancers have gone way down. Um, and because we have like screening for this Mm -hmm. now, here's a caveat though. I feel though that when a woman comes into her body and reclaims that pelvic space and starts to realize her own innate sovereignty and power in that space. Um, now this is me and on my journey, I am, I am not giving medical advice here. It's only merely my opinion and how I feel at this point. Um, so I just want to say that as a disclaimer. But when you do come into this, like, knowing of your body, like, there's, like, I can't see any situation right now in my, in myself that I would go see um, a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. And that is because there is no reverence for the body. There is no reverence for a woman's like most delicate, sensitive part of her. Mm-hmm. And I can remember my last, last pap smear was also probably about three or four years ago. And I went in there and I said, well, first, because I, you know, I was doing all this work with my pussy and my pussy was shifting. So I thought like all this tissue was moving and I was like, oh my God, do I have like a cystocele or something's wrong? Mm-hmm. And they, the doctors, like, you know, at that time, I still thought like doctors knew stuff. And so I like went in and they were like, oh, maybe that's a periurethral cyst. And like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was literally just my own tissue. Mm-hmm. And that was such a wake up call for me to be like, oh, wow. Like I need to know about my body. I need to be the authority of my body. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember then getting a, um, a pap smear shortly thereafter. And I told the woman, I was like, hey, I want the speculum warmed I don't want to wear a sheet over my legs um I want to have a hand mirror to look with you and I tell you when it's okay to enter me and when to leave me and I want you to go as slow as humanly possible yeah and that it was great she was like yeah okay like how do you like she's like how do you want me to warm it up I was like you can put it under tap water like keep it warm like and it was such a cool experience because I was just like I was there right there with him and I was in control and that felt really good. Yeah, um, now I would, yeah, you know, and so um, now I would, I would tell women who want to go get um, checkups to go to um, like a midwifery center. They mm-hmm. do like well woman checkups. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, if you are at that level where you are connected with your womb space, there's a company called Ever Everwell or mm-hmm. Everly or something like that. I can 
text that to you, but it's, you can do home testing. You can mm-hmm. do your own little like uh, swab of your cervix. And I think it, it is really well. I think it's in Houston and you can send it in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then beyond that, I'm really um, a large, my paradigm of like what my body is doing um, in terms of like, let's say symptoms to me is really a healing phase after a biological conflict. And so mm-hmm. I've gone more into like the route of German new medicine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sitting here saying I know everything. This is just the truth that I've arrived at in my body and where that feels good right now. Um, and for example, like cervical dysplasia, there's most doctors do not know how to handle cervical dysplasia. And I've like, there's a woman named Danelle Barbara who does cervical wellness. She's helped women heal from sin three, two, and one cervical dysplasia. And just by bringing an awareness back and like in a German new medicine perspective, when the cervix is eroding tissue, she's literally trying to receive more in her life. She's trying to open up mm-hmm. um, to receive more because maybe the woman's not giving to herself. She's pushing too hard. Um, her mate is she not totally satisfied with her sexual experiences with her mate. And so when that tissue starts to reform, they would say, oh, that's an abnormal pap. Well, what if it was just like actual tissue restoration? And there was a heat, like healing was actually happening, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we were so quick to jump to like, I'm having a, a symptom. My body is fucking attacking me. I have to go sort it out now. I have to do something. I have to intervene. But we forget that our body has been <laughs> like surviving for millions of years. And it's like this innately healing vehicle. And yeah like you're you're simply experiencing that and so it's like when you can get to these like internal conflicts that so many women are having right about being just a modern woman in this world mm-hmm. um i've seen in, incredible healing take place just from coming into alignment with the body or not being in such a state of stress which impedes ovarian function right so it's just like I think that we've become so, so scared of our own bodies and like what they're doing that we think we need yearly checkups. Mm. And again, this is where I'm at in my truth, in my body. Mm-hmm. You, Every woman needs to decide what's right for her. And I have yeah. no say in that. Yeah. Um, but that's just my opinion and where I'm at. Right beautiful. Now. Yeah. It's a beautiful answer. And it really goes into uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about with this is menstruation. Cause, um, it's also a way of the body, like healing itself and different, you know, it's, um, you, you, you've talked about how it's menstruation can be like a psychedelic experience. So I would love for you to tell us what you mean by that as, as it can be a psychedelic experience. I know for me, um, man, I, in my twenties had the most painful periods, mm-hmm. um, could barely even move like my toes because my whole body was in so much pain, but I hadn't healed my sexual trauma. Like I hadn't had, um, I hadn't had sex with someone who wasn't basically just treating me as a masturbation tool yet. Like I had never had a conscious partner. Um, I was so disconnected from my body. And so it, it kind of goes perfectly with what you were just saying, because when I healed all of that, I've not had a painful period since I'm not super heavy to where it's like, you know, 
I'm nervous to like leave the house and, um, and I use the blood in sacred ways. So I'd love to hear though, what you mean by it being a psychedelic experience in your own words. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, thank you for sharing. Like that's such a beautiful reflection of your own journey and that we need more women to talk about that because it's like, they are so again, right? Like any woman's health issue, let's go start talking about her pleasure. Is she experiencing pleasure in her life? Yeah. Um, but for me, my psychedelics experience is that like, okay, so I, for anyone who has done like psychedelics, there's an initial point where you start becoming, what is it? It's like a, a feeling of like, oh man, I'm about to feel a bunch of stuff. And there's like an apprehension to it and there can be a resistance to it mm-hmm. because you know, you're going to be going into this state of like feeling. Mm-hmm. And because women are um we've been told that we're like crazy psychotic bitches or like like our emotions are too wild we also live in an emotionally lidded culture it's like Mm -hmm. our emotions become this really charged thing that we deny we deny we don't want to feel whether that's like anger or um grief or anxiety right they're actually just unalchemized parts of ourselves that are um guideposts into what we truly need or what we want or what we want to ask for. So when I'm entering into my late luteal phase, like it is, it's my friend, Danny rain calls it a blender brain. Like you're just kind of like in the chaos of being in the feminine, you know, you're just like, Oh, what was I supposed to do? And like, nothing's making sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh God, like I don't get this. And it's like, and that's okay. When Once I just, just gave myself permission to be in blender brain and like, just like, whatever, like this is, this is exactly how it is. And like, be responsible for like the powerful emotions that are moving through me and give them space through like alchem and alchemize them into like, you know, my rage, letting myself express my rage, help me alchemize that enthusiasm into what I truly want to fight for in this life not fight against but fight for like what do I want to build what do I envision for women and for myself and whatever mm-hmm. um anxiety was this unalchemized need or emotion feeling to come deeply within myself and to apply self-care like there's a deep care there that I need to uh sit with and be with mm-hmm. so it's like the more I allowed myself to enter into these emotions the more um I would get all this incredible material, not material, I guess, like information about from my pussy about how she wanted to live the next month of her life. And that it's like so nice. Cause then you can be like, you can go to your partner and be like, Hey, like, you know, this isn't working for me. Like, how can we like, how can we create, this is my desire. How can I like, we work towards this desire or, mm-hmm. Hey, I took like, Emily, you took on way too much this month let's slow it down. Right. And like, there's always like, there's these messages that come in from the deep. If you're willing to enter into this psychedelic portal, that is menstruation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get weird with it. Sometimes I'm drumming. Sometimes I'm just like in my bathtub, like giving, like putting um, like some, uh, like a womb mask on and just like, you know, talking to my womb. Um, sometimes I do use like a microdose or maybe some marijuana to just like really feel my body and not all the time, but like if I'm called to it, mm-hmm. uh, 
So if you can enter into that portal with at the utmost reverence for your emotional experience and that it's all okay, mm-hmm. it will give you on the other side of that, all of this incredible insight into how you want to shape your life. And so that's what I do with women in container. I like bring them down into their womb space and like their womb tells them what they want to do through imagery, through a feeling, through a memory. Yeah. And then they go do that and their next period is like way smoother. And yeah. yeah, they're just honoring that space. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. yeah, drumming is one of my favorite things to do during my bleed. It just feels so. Yeah. (laughs) What other things do you like to do? Uh, well, drum, uh, what you said about kind of seeing what's, what's also needing to be released in your life or shifted. I do enjoy that. And then I typically though, like wait until, uh, the follicular stage until I actually speak it because I, I, for me, it's been, it's served me so well to like when I'm feeling one thing that's super intense to wait until that very next part of my hormonal cycle, just to see it with a different lens. Doesn't mean that like I dismiss it or like, Oh, well, I was just, I was just in the luteal or I was just on my bleed, whatever. But I just have a little bit more clarity on how I want to actually speak it. So that's been really helpful. Um, and then I also, I offer, I offer it to my favorite tree in the backyard, Sisu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my Sisu. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, and that's it. Just it. I think that women, we get so anxious when we're not clear. Oh, I'm in this unclear state. Well, it's like, Yes, that's the contraction before the expansion. Like, just be like you can be with it. You can enter into it because you are. Every woman is medicinal. You're bleeding from the center of your body each month. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, and it's just like to to sit with it and to know that this is actually gold you're sitting on. It's like mm-hmm. this inner tension that's going to provide you with so much insight. Yeah, and I know um, women who run with the wolves talks about how like the veil is very thin during that time. So. Mm-hmm my favorite thing to do during that time is to create because I feel like I'm, I'm just even more closer to, I don't know. So not that I'm ever like far from source, but like, I feel all the more like accessible to the things that want to be birthed out of me. And what I especially love is doing all of this without hiding it from my six and seven year old, because they're going to grow up and not have any shame around blood it's a boy and a girl and both of them oh. able to like know that like that's actually a sacred time of the month every month and when even when I was my 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 blood is shifted closer to the new moon but when I was on the full moon like every full moon they'd be like oh mama's gonna bleed like it just was oh. like a thing like it wasn't like like it's so opposite of how I was yeah. raised of like you don't talk about it it's dirty like it's an inconvenience and so yeah that's that's my children, you know, witnessing that is actually one of my favorite parts, but I wanted to ask too about um, you exercising during different parts of your cycles. So like, I don't know if this is true, but I remember what I was taught by, um, I guess on my previous show was that like, if you, so it's best to do cardio in the first half of your cycle. And in the last half of your cycle, it's best to do weights. And if you do cardio in the last half of your cycle, you actually store more fat. I don't know if that's accurate or if like studies have advanced because that was years ago. But yeah, I'm just curious about your actual fitness um, regimen throughout your cycle. Sure, yeah. Um, 
first off, like, I really approach it like there's seasons in my life, not just like my phase, like my phases Mm -hmm. of my cycle anymore, but really like, you know, I'm in school and like, I just ran a course too. And it was just like, there was a lot, that was a lot of output. And so when I'm in more of a season of stress, my workout like regimen goes down to just movement and like Mm. getting like liver chi flowing. Mm -hmm. Um, But really when it comes down to like cycle health or like, optimizing for myself and every woman is different you have to play with it and discover what works for you um it's I don't worry so much about I guess like the cardio and then like I guess like putting on more fat or or storing more fat I know that in your luteal phase you know you don't regulate temperature in the same way um Hmm. you're also uh way hungrier because you're burning Hmm. more uh, calories and so it's yeah. like nourish yourself and yeah maybe go do some like in my like late luteal phase I go do things that are <clears throat> more like I focus on nourishing movement um but then in the first half of my phase yeah I like I want to go squat I want to like you know push hard I want to go into big surf like and I, I kind of just play off it from that perspective and I really believe that like though when a woman becomes more in a pleasure state, and I'm sure you know this, it's like that sexual juice is flowing all the time. And so you, it really becomes clear, like what depletes that sexual energy and then like what boosts it. And so after a workout, if I feel like cranky or grumpy the next day, I'm like, Oh yeah, I did way too much for me really bringing the divine feminine into training is like, what's the least amount I can do to feel freaking amazing and juicy and full of life you know I'm not trying to deplete anymore or like overstep myself anymore um Mm -hmm. in that realm um so really a lot of the women that I work with come from this like more um athletically driven background and so just unwinding like this need to work out so hard Mm -hmm. um and and then infuse their life with way more pleasure it's like your body has this perfect set point she knows what she needs to do to like absolutely thrive which is our brains get in the way so I I try not to get like too deep into like the science behind it because my body has blown past what science says Mm -hmm. continuously what I what I really like to teach women is like what's their internal yes what does yes feel like in the body what does no feel like in the body? Yeah. And how do you know when you've overstepped that? Mm-hmm. That's your reference point. Not me telling you like, well, your thermal regulation is poor at this time. So you shouldn't run. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What a great answer. Okay. So we have two more questions and then just the lightning around it in the show. Is that okay? I want to check in with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how can men improve the sexual connections they have with women? Oh, such a good question. And I love inviting in men. Like, I think we always need to honor. Sorry. We have to do this together. Yes, absolutely. And like, that's what I was talking about. When two people are willing to be so raw and vulnerable with each other, like in the moment, that's volcanic intimacy. That's like holy connection, right? Um, And, but that really starts with being able to be raw and vulnerable with self, um, Mm -hmm. which is why you and I do the work that we do because we see the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, for men, I would say that they need to slow down. They just generally just slow down. It doesn't mean that you always have to go slow, but most women need, they need time to calibrate what's going on in their bodies. And uh, I think that slowing down and checking in and like noticing their faces, noticing their sign, like the signs in their body of their own arousal pathways is huge. And secondly, read, 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 digest or consume information about the woman's body. Like there's so much to learn. She's so nuanced, but it doesn't have to be like, I understand how it's intimidating. Like you gave a tantric massage. When I gave my tantric massage to a woman, I was so intimidated because I was like, how am I going to give this beautiful Russian woman pleasure? Like, oh my God, I was getting so in my head. Uh, about it but then once I finally you know just dropped into my body and like got into the feeling of going super slow with her and seeing like what she was responding to that's when I could really like enter into this really masculine space of serving Mm -hmm. um so I understand that it's super intimidating for men but when you know so it's a slow down b read learn about your own anatomy and your own ability to uh, channel your sexual energy And number three is like, (laughs) invest in your woman to learn about her own sexual energy. I've had several men buy containers with me for their women. It is so amazing to like be on the receiving end of that. And then also to like support their women in their own journey of how do I, like, what do I like? Like, how do I communicate what I like? Yeah. How do I slow down touch? How do I be, you know, bring out this inner seductress that wants to guide him into how to, you know, love on my body? Yeah. Um, those are really, like, that's the start. And then once you go from there, then the, these two bodies are connecting in on, like, such an incredible level because there's this honesty and right now we can see it in most like 99% of relationships there's these unconscious agreements where both couple or like both individuals aren't really talking about what needs to be talked about yeah and they just run parallel to each other until you know there's somebody uh, you know does something that's out of integrity of the relationship mm-hmm. and it just like all collapses and so if we're just all willing if women are willing to be really honest and vulnerable um, mm-hmm. and tell their kings what they want, like they're, those men are ready to serve. Mm-hmm. They're ready to step up into that like true masculine power. But it yeah. does come with like the number one thing I see across like with women is like, please slow down, just yes. slow down and start mm-hmm. breathing and make her feel safe. Cause you really are the masculine holding the sacred container and if you can create that sense of safety with her and trust her heart and her pussy will open up to you in ways that are like unimaginable. So it's like, create that sense of safety, slow down, just let her know that like you've got her no matter what she needs to say during that lovemaking experience with you. Yeah. Wonderful. So that um, goes into the last question, which is about how you crafted your relationship vision and called in your cosmic champion, as you call him. Mm, Yes. Thank you. Yes. My cosmic champion. Well, 
I got out of my like last relationship was which was super painful but I realized like I created all of that I had used relationships for a long time to hide parts of myself because I didn't want to see parts of myself and those parts of myself are the one that's she's kind of bossy. Um, and she's the one who I want sex all the time. Like I'm just hungry for it. Right. Like I love all of this adoration. And it's like, I never knew how to inhabit this sexual being without being in this relationship that would create constriction. And like, I just, I hid myself and then that person became the enemy. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I kept creating all of this over and over and over again. And so I, through each orgasm with myself, I used my own electromagnetic energy to bring about this grand desire, this grand vision of this soul that I wanted to call in. And like, I'm not going to use an app because an app is transactional. I wanted to call in like my soul being like the Mm -hmm. person who I'm meant to do this life with and to create a better life with. Mm -hmm. And that um, I saw this vision of like where we were going to be and what it was going to feel like. And, you know, I really truly believe that comes from the cervix and uh, you know, she is the great director. She's a great uh, gatekeeper of all what life, how life wants to move through you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I had this vision of, of him and I wrote down all the parts of him, like this perfect partner. And I wrote this list and I saw exactly where I wasn't showing up for myself. Cause a lot of, it was just me, right. Referencing myself of mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm going to go do those things. And I started to like go after that with joy and exuberance. And it's like, all of a sudden I had this like magnet, like it was just magnetizing everything because I was channeling my sexual energy in a healthy way. Yeah. And um that also gave me the ability like during that time I wasn't like looking for anyone I was just merely like operating all these like parts of myself my system that um you know me me being able to say no me being able to exercise my discernment that masculine inner masculine discernment um and of like what person would like have the ability to come talk to me or be with me like they better be the creme de la creme because I I was turning into that you know I was becoming more of myself and so um yeah then one day I was driving and um getting dog food at this little local like pet food store at the in Ocean Beach where I live and um like there he was like we just saw each other and it was just like oh wow and I like went home after we had talked and like exchanged information. He actually like gave me his business card, which I thought was like, that's how maybe Americans do it. I was, like, <laughs> I've never received that before. And uh, I just consulted with my pussy. Like, is this, is this the man? Is this my cosmic champion? Mm. And yeah, you know, it took me, it took me time to uh, like open up to him. Um, and even he said, like, he felt that I was pretty like emotionally guarded at, even at that point, I've been doing all this work, but being with him has been the greatest teacher because love is a movement towards freedom and love will always show you where you're not free. Mm -hmm. And he has shown me every aspect where I am not free. And he's also loved me through seeing my shadows and I have done the same for him. And 
it's coming into this honesty about not turning down any parts of ourselves. I know I've said that several times over the show, but I can't stress this enough is that like women and men turn down parts of themselves so that they can maintain what they think is harmony and safety in the relationship. That path is never guaranteed. Mm-hmm. What's guaranteed is that when you speak your desire and are honest about it, you can bring everything to the collaboration table to solve the seemingly unsolvable problems together. Yeah, And that's where things start to become really fun. And then also then, you know, using your sexual energy together is just like a whole new level of manifestation and alignment. And yeah. Yeah. So that's like sacred partnership is real. Connecting to the divine is real. This like the sexuality a woman experiences in herself, like all of your sexual expression is holy. It's just whether you decide to make it holy or not. And, um, there is a path of sexuality that is so freeing that is soul liberating and, um, it's available to every woman. It's available to every man. It's just really this, we're in such a beautiful time that can lead into the golden age. If we really begin to come back to the, how sacred this energy is. And when I say sacred, it doesn't mean like, you know, you have to be like this nun and it's like all like buttoned up it's not that's like what the church kind of inverted when I say Mm -hmm. sacred it's like you see all parts of yourself like I still have I have wild desires as a woman and it's taken me time to see that as sacred and know that it all all of it has a place at the table yeah that's so beautiful I so I love that and it feels very um confirming I was trying to pull up something I had in in uh and my phone that I had saved because I have like, I don't know, it's, it's probably three pages of like what I desire from Mm. from my next partner. And it sounds like an erotic fantasy novel, most of it. And um, I saw a post not, it was a couple months ago and I had screenshot it. That's why I was trying to find it so that I didn't get the verbiage wrong, but it was something along the lines of like, why we really, why it's kind of like a disservice to do that because um, we're we're not meant to like order a ready-made partner and like you need to just have your basic needs. And I didn't resonate with the post, but it still stuck with me because I'm anything that like, I feel that much resistance to, I'm like, well, there's something here for me. Like I want to, you know, so I wanted to dive into it with you, but I couldn't find it. But I know that um, still, even then I was like, this is what I will have. (laughs) Like this is what is coming my way. And so, um, I feel very clearly that like what we ask for, especially through our orgasms, we will have. So yes. Yes. And, and like Jade, like think about your, every time you have an orgasm, like you are literally reordering the, structure of your like on an atomic level of your cells Mm -hmm. and also your world and so I mean I love that you're dreaming so big that it just seems like this wild like out of control thing but you're actually at that time of orgasm also accessing the divine Mm -hmm. and when you're in that space like she's the goddess the shaper of all is really telling you like this is what I desire you to desire you don't choose those desires those desires choose you 
And so our human minds can't figure out like, oh my God, this is like an erotic novel. (laughs) Like, how is this going to work? But it's like, that's where we call in the goddess and be like, yeah, goddess, like she's going to pull all the strings so that one day you're just going to like be sitting there and he will show up and be like, what the fuck? And, but you have to be ready to receive that. Absolutely. And then though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you have to be ready to like, receive all that incredible erotic juicy novel that you're going to yeah. be playing out mm-hmm. but then there's then you know you're going to hit that brick wall mm-hmm. of like why you two met and like right. how you have mm-hmm. to go deeper into that together For sure like, yeah this is why we do this work mm-hmm. so that we can create a better life not to constantly like you know live in oh I have to release more trauma or like do whatever and whatever and it's like yeah okay great but it's like you, whatever that grand vision within you is so important and like that desire you have for this almost seemingly too good to be true is it even possible relationship is exactly what you need to hold the vision um for yeah. because that is going to not only change your world but it's going to change the entire world just mm. by you living out your erotic <laughs> fantasy mm. novel you yeah. know it's perfect yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> it is uh like you said you you get the visions. Like I get some really beautiful visions during my practices as well of of it in the future. So, yeah. Yes, amazing. So, there's a few short questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show and you already answered the first one so beautifully, mm-hmm. but the second one is if you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Um it would be female um, anatomy of arousal or anatomy of arousal women's anatomy of arousal thank you yeah so good yeah, yeah. so good if yeah. you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet what would it be love is a movement towards freedom mm. Mm. and before we let you go where can people find you online how can they follow you what courses do you have coming up all the goodies great um I, you can find my website at emily-abbott.com. You can um, find me on Instagram at emily.ann.abbott. And then my next course, Hammer of the Goddess, is running in April or May. I haven't decided just yet. Um, I'm also taking, um, doing some goddess retreats in mm-hmm. April uh, yeah. for sessions with me and um yeah I have some more juicy course ideas coming up for uh later uh next year fall 2023 so yeah I'll be around but for now I'm going on some incredible travels with my cosmic champion and that's my desire yeah beautiful Mm -hmm. thank you so much I'm so stoked that you're doing this work and like you were saying, like just seeing other women do this feels so nourishing and it feels so important. And it just, it's exactly what we need right now. So I'm so thankful. I'm so, I'm so grateful for you and you using your voice in such a powerful way. Like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, you guys, man, it was, I mean, as I told her, it was just really beautiful to to talk with a woman who's doing similar work because it just, it feels so, so needed. And a lot of times I know there's a lot of women doing this work, but a lot of times here 
uh, with family or just with friends or different coworkers, it can feel like my work is so strange. And so it's been really nice to sit with her and, and, and hear as if it's completely normal because I mean, why isn't it, you know, <laughs> why is it so weird to reconnect to our bodies and our sexuality? All right. So I mentioned Layla's course earlier in the show and, uh, the link is in the show notes. That is a, oh man, you dive into all things, love, sex, and relationships. And your tool belt is pretty, pretty extensive by the end of it. And, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. I also have a three month women's program. That's like a mini version of that. You obviously won't be getting the certification to be a love, sex, and relationship coach, but you'll experience a lot of the tools that I learned through that program. And that's at jade-brice.com. And then there's all the courses at Gene Keys that are in the show notes. Uh, the program I'm in right now teaches about how to use your dreams for awakening, which is really cool. But he has all types of programs, love, prosperity, all of it. And if you use these affiliate links, I get small cuts from your um, from your sign up and it would mean so much to me. And then all the toys for sex at dameproducts.com code Jade gets you 15% off. The suction toy that I mentioned in the show, the clit sucker is my favorite. And then I like to pair it with the pleasure wand the yoni egg, like I mentioned in the show, I don't rush into it. I don't just like put the clit sucker right on. I go slow. I use my pleasure wand. I use my yoni egg. And then I add the clit sucker at the end and, um, my wand and my yoni egg, which I also teach women how to use is at wands, W A A N D S.com. And it's code Jade for a discount there as well. And then all things infrared, code jade 75 for $75 off. Thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. It would mean so much if you would leave that review or share an episode with a friend. If someone crossed your mind during this conversation, it's very likely that they would benefit from this talk. So send it their way. You can also join me on Instagram at untamed and unashamed podcast. As always be a light, stay open and remember you belong here. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.